episode 50. Yes. Hey, 50 episodes. Oh, wow. Crazy. Good stuff. That's, that's so many. Yeah. 50 episodes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 50 of the Whatnots Review Show. My name is Kyle Springer. I'm joined as ever by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm good, Kyle. How are you this morning? I am doing pretty good. I had a really productive day yesterday, so it put me oh, in nice. a very good mood. And it's rolling into today because I got more d d done yesterday than I thought I was. And so, like, yeah. my day is just now, like, I can do whatever I want. This is great. I like this. <gasps> Those are good. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? I am What's doing well. I got a really amazing haircut yesterday. My new stylist told me how to get my hair in that big, like, Little Mermaid swoopy bang there that I've go. always dreamed of. Yeah, I can I figured out the trick now. starting it there. Yeah, and this is, like, after I've slept on it and it's completely fallen out and I haven't put more hairspray in it, so... Oh, he really worked magic. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> there you go. Good moods all around. Uh, this week on The Review Show, we are talking about season one of The Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, it is based off of a comic book by Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. Uh, and yeah, I pitched this uh, last week obviously because we have to pitch something at the end of that's each how it show. goes that's how it goes but this is the one you picked mm -hmm. one of the things i mentioned uh that you already knew uh but that i've found that a lot of people didn't know yeah. they don't know who gerard way is they're just like <laughs> some some dude named gerard that's it's all. such a specific name it's not like his name is like i'm <laughs> josh brooks <laughs> I don't, I couldn't remember who a Josh Brooks is. For for those of you who have been watching the Umbrella Academy and haven't been paying attention uh, to who the I, I, I guess the the original comic books are are by I, I don't remember mm -hmm. his exact credit for the show. Uh, but Gerard Way, you guys might know as the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you you were singing the Black Parade back in your emo d -d -d days, <laughs> you were probably singing along to his songs. Um, but yeah, I've I've blown a couple people's minds with that. They're like, "No really? way! I whatever happened to them? He makes comics? What in the world? That's you know, that's what he's doing now, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So that that's a fun fact if you did not know. Very fun fact. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Umbrella Academy, though. Let's 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 do a quick synopsis. Um, okay. And then we can go to housekeeping and spoilers and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. we'll move on from there. So, in the Umbrella Academy, there was some weird miracle in 1989, where all of a you sudden, call it like, that. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like, 45 women across the world suddenly gave birth to children they were not pregnant with at the beginning of the day. All these children were born at the same time. And this eccentric kind of millionaire adventurer inventor guy decides he wants to adopt as many of these kids as possible and, like, raise them as his own because he's sure they're going to grow up and be special in some way after a miracle yeah. like this. And he gets seven kids. He sees some kind of investment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's not a benevolent man. He's not altruistic. He's just like, what if I had 
a little school full of superhero kids who I will just address by their numbers. And I'm not going to be nice to them. Start my collection now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're just more collectibles to him, like, you know, a big stag on the wall or something like that. Yeah. So he gets these seven kids and they all grow up together. And then throughout their teens, they split ways. They split, um, they part ways in various ways for various reasons they go off and they start their own lives Mm -hmm. there's only one of them that really likes being there at this academy and now it's years and years later and they are all coming back as many of them that can they're all coming back to the academy where they grew up because their father has died yes that's that's kind of how everything gets started and it ends up going crazy places yeah, uh, yeah. Doomsday is in it. Time travel is in it. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. There's, there's, there's a good, good mix of. I, I feel like everything in there. Yeah. There's some, there's some like darker, dry comedy stuff. Uh, if you like action, that's in there. If you like a little bit of mystery, that's in mm-hmm. there. If you like the stuff that is, um, at like almost reminiscent of like the Cohen brothers of just like that's how, like yes. how yeah and just like there's somebody the who's struggling tone. to get a job done and like they can't get it done like yeah. there's a lot of schemes gone wrong in this yeah so it's it's a lot of fun i i really liked this show this I was do a have, blast yeah i do have a big problem with it uh-huh uh, but I'll, I'll i'll get more into that in spoilers and and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh it's 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 a lot of fun i don't know like i i feel i feel like i often on this show i say that i don't know what i was expecting or like or this was not what i was expe- expecting or something yeah. i i i think there's v- like i i i feel like i tend to say that more to uh like make conversation and mm-hmm. stuff and then like work th- through it but i think this was one that i really had i like i i I didn't know what to expect and this blew all of my expectations in Mm -hmm. air quotes out of the water Uh, yeah i knew the most basic premise of it i had just seen the netflix trailer yeah which i think does have a little bit of everything that the show is but the show has so much going on like this is 10 episodes they're really jam-packed they're longer episodes they're yeah. not like 45 minutes they're almost a whole hour it's packed with stuff it's very dense and yeah it went a lot more places than even like this madcap trailer would have led me to believe yes i i had seen the first like seven to ten minutes mm. maybe with my roommates a couple weeks ago because they had started it and I was just like, I kind of want to read the comics first, uh, so I'm not going to watch this with you guys. I never got around to reading the comics. I have them downloaded on Comixology mm. un- Unlimited, uh, so if you are a subscriber to that, you can at least go read the first volume. I think there's only 12 issues plus, like, three side stories. It's like 15 issues Yeah, and total. I, not bad. And I think this season is roughly the to the first volume of the comics there you go um i i was expecting 13 episodes that's kind of what i planned for when Mm -hmm. i was like diving out what days i would watch all of this stuff yeah all right i'm gonna watch three episodes that day do you know this thing that Mm -hmm. thing and 
yeah, I, I, it ended up being 10 because I was talking with my roommate. And I was like, yeah, I'll finish it up on Saturday. I still have like like four episodes left. I was like, this thing just happened. He goes, no, you're like right at the <laughs> end there. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's only 10. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that helps. Yeah, I think the show is paced well, and I I enjoy many of the shows we cover for this podcast, but sometimes I just don't have the time in my week, or sometimes it does kind of feel like homework, and I have to Mm -hmm. get up real early on Sunday morning and finish everything, but this show, like, I blasted right through it. I was done by Friday night. I've never been done with anything so early in preparing (laughs) for a podcast. Well, that means you better have good thoughts, because you've had a... Oh, sure. Today yeah. to let it sit. I'm I'm just with <laughs> you always have good good stuff to share. Um that being said, yeah, I I I really enjoyed it. I say go check it out if you have not already. It's yeah. on Netflix for you to enjoy. Uh let's get into housekeeping mm-hmm. for a little bit. Next week, next Sunday is the final episode that we will be live streaming to the public of the review show of this show here that we are doing right now uh after that week i I guess at the start of april uh we will be only live streaming this show to our patreon supporters uh so for one dollar a month at our patreon patreon.com slash the whatnots you can support us uh, and you can get access to the live streams of this show as well as our uh, other podcasts early all of that stuff um, so for a dollar a month, you can get access to that. We figured since this is kind of a book club, it doesn't yeah. necessarily make great live stream content mm-hmm. unless you've seen it or read it. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely want to encourage you guys to yes. read along with us and follow along at home. And you can join in the chat and be a part of the, of the show with us. Uh, but we are going to be moving these live streams to a private one. However, our other podcast, The Captain's Log, uh, will still be live streamed out to the public as normal. So you guys can catch that on Friday nights if you guys are available. Uh, This is episode 50, which is a big milestone. It's neat. Yay, 50. We're big. (laughs) Um, I think that's all the housekeeping I have at the moment, Mm -hmm. though. Um, so I say we get into our spoiler territory. Yes. Boop, boop. There's our spoiler <laughs> alert. I, I need to add some sound effect is, is what I need to do. Like Four a, of, like a yeah. laser gun noise. Pew, pew, pew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, four of the podcasts that I listened to used to be video shows and they recently transitioned to like audio only and mm-hmm. so they've been playing with like sound boards and stuff like oh. that and I, I, I was like we have a video show i'm streaming it from my computer but my computer's not necessarily able to handle a lot of the fancier stuff that we mm-hmm. can do like switching between scenes like that see i forgot to set melissa's screen right Mine huh? is there, or we have this, this oh, whoop, I have the spoiler thing on still, but we have this thing, and I can switch between those if everything is working fine, 
but it's not always working fine. So I figured maybe I can just add sounds and stuff that like sounds fun. sound boards. Yeah. Melissa probably won't be able to hear it because she's over there on after her after end. you get one all edited together. Yes, yeah, something like that. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what I come up with down the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, we are in the spoiler territory right now. So if you have not seen the show... Uh, I say you should go watch that now mm-hmm. and come back and watch this. New episodes come out every Wednesdays. Uh, so we will see you on Wednesday if you want to go check out that show and then join this episode. There you go. Uh, so let's see. Spoiler stuff. Where where should, where should we start? Let's, it's such a big show. Let's, yeah. yeah. There's a lot that happens within these 10 episodes. That's why that that's also partly why I was expecting 13 yeah episodes uh and I all right, so let, let, let's start with this as I mentioned I had a big problem with yeah, the, the show Yeah I'm wondering if maybe I know what it is You kind of already touched on something and said you liked it a lot the pacing of this show The pacing was really weird to me um and I it like it <laughs> In 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 the end, I liked it, mm-hmm. but I'm hesitant to say that I liked it because of like the way it's like it, it, it's 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 weird. So what what my thoughts are is there are some things that I think are paced extremely well. They're given mm-hmm. space to breathe. I I can see, like kind of put the pieces together in my head as it's forming and it's like okay they're they're giving it room to breathe and do stuff and letting me figure it out and then there's other things in this show where they just come out of nowhere and it's like (laughs) this is like you have not even hinted that this was a thing or (laughs) anything like that but yet you have these other things that are so like perfectly put into the show like, why why can't there be an in between? Why can't, <laughs> why can't they all just be like this? You know these good examples here. And so it was this weird jarring effect where it would go back and forth for me. I so the first episode, I think it took me until the dance scene to really get sold on the show, just because it's so much new information. There's all these kids yeah. you have to keep straight, like you know what are all their names? What are their numbers? What are their powers? There's two that aren't there, and then surprise, one of them's back. That yeah. whole deal. So I was really like, what's going on? Like, I felt kind of lost at sea. But mm-hmm. then that, and it took me um, a little while to really get everyone straight. And I got sold on that dance scene. I'm like, okay, I might not know what's going on, but now you've got me. Yeah. And I say that it's well paced because I don't think it ever spent too much time with anyone character maybe the word isn't that it's well paced it's that it's well balanced like i never really missed anybody because they were gone for too long or it's never like oh i'm tired of this character where's somebody else yeah i i I think well balanced is a good word because in in the end like it it was my like the problem i had was that like jarring back and forth effect like where did this come from oh but you've given me enough time to like ruminate and think on these certain things mm-hmm. um but in yeah in in the end like i it, it's hard to say that it was actually paced bad mm-hmm. 
because I, I, I think it sort of meets in the middle is is what I'm mm-hmm. I, it, it's weird because I'm, I'm saying like why can't there be a middle but then I'm also <laughs> saying it met in the middle I, I it's, it sounds like I'm contradicting myself mm-hmm. here but... I think that all of the big climactic moments happened when they were supposed to happen yeah so I'm I know we've already gotten into spoilers um but I'm I'm just gonna say <laughs> it once more I'm about to name a big spoiler here the one yeah. moment that really stood out for me I was just like whoa hold on back up uh, mm-hmm. was when uh, Allison confronts Vanya at the cabin. Oh, yeah. And uh, she kills a- Allison. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's this revelation that when they were children, Allison used her powers on Vanya to basically stop her f- from... Um, from like knowing she had powers or from yeah. feeling special and, and stuff like that. Um, and that revelation came out of nowhere. Like there was no hint that, hey, maybe it was her that used her powers on her throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the fact that she has powers like that and can influence yeah. p- p- people. But there was never any hint that she ever used mm-hmm. it on her brothers or sisters. Mm-hmm. It was only on, like, we, we see on the bad guys, and we see it on her daughter. Yeah. And that's it. But, like, there weren't enough breadcrumbs for me. It was just like, whoa, wait, what? There, I guess there kind of are. Like, the answer is right there if you think about it. There's just not very much to point you towards thinking about it. You do see, like, Pogo and Mom kind of talking to each other like we can't let the children know, we know and it might be about else. any number yeah. of, of things it's really about you know the dad killing himself in order to specifically bring all the kids together but at least kind of clues you in that oh there's something going on here and maybe that might lead you to that conclusion oh i i liked that twist because again the answer was right I, there in front of I, you if you thought about it hard enough and there's so I much going it. on i just wasn't thinking about that part of it I liked it. It's just, it's one of those things, there, there's, so when the show first starts out, it c- c- kind of seems to be like a mystery show. There seems to yeah. be some kind of, like, detective fiction thing g- going on. Um, And I, I really love detective fiction and mystery mm-hmm. novels and stuff like that. But there's detective stories where if if you're smart enough like you can piece it together you, yourself they'll give yeah. you enough hints and they won't necessarily make it obvious but if you think about, about about it it's like okay that matches up with this but he said this one thing and that might mean this you know so it might be this guy and then there's detective shows where it's like there is absolutely no way you mm-hmm. would have understood this or gotten that this is the culprit and that's how they did the crime mm-hmm. and it, it like I'm, I'm thinking of like detective conan anime and stuff like that where it's just like there's there's no way i would have gotten <laughs> that that's ridiculous um mm-hmm. and i i felt like that when they revealed that i was like there's no way i would have known that because there were there were no breadcrumbs leading up to it there, there was mm-hmm. nothing you gave me to signify that hey maybe allison used her powers on vanya Mm-hmm. Even though I know it's a possibility, right? Like, it, it's a thing. Like, hey, Allison has these powers. She can do stuff like that. It, it, like, I, I, I just don't feel like knowing that that was a thing 
was enough to be like, well, maybe she used it on mm-hmm. Vanya, if that makes I, sense. I think another cr- contributing factor to this is that Allison does not know she did it. This is some like she did yeah, this when she was four exactly. years old. She's just repeating what her father told her. Like she didn't get it when she was that little. And it's not until she remembers this again that she's an adult. She's like, oh, oh, that's what that was. That's what I meant. I did like, this. If, if, if she had a moment, like she she has the whole trouble, I guess, with her, her ex-husband, yeah. basically, and her daughter, mm-hmm. where it turns out that she was, that that whole trouble started because she was using her powers on her daughter just to, mm-hmm. like, make her sleep, which... Mm-hmm. By the way, if I had those powers, making your child sleep by by using those powers, I think I would a hundred percent do that. It's, just like, it's just pretty innocuous. Sleep, but, yeah, but as it, far it's, as it's, things it's, go, it's still, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think they could have explored her having this revelation of like, hey, there might be un like unseen consequences or things that I didn't realize about mm-hmm. me using my powers in these seemingly small ways that might have hurt people and her digging into that i think would have been the like the inroad to be like maybe i like did i ever use this on my family yeah how have i hurt them and like exploring that would have been i would like to see a little bit more with that i think allison's power set is the one we see the least of but it makes sense because she is actively trying to use it less because she's realized how damaging it can be and I kind of hope that in season two, like, we get more opportunities to see what she can do with that, given... It, well, she has circumstances where she feels comfortable that she can unleash her powers again, because I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see that kind of logic puzzle of, okay, I know exactly what to say to get things to go this way. Right. Were you... We could spend so much time just on things I thought were going to happen that ultimately did not happen because i'm coming up with all these little mini theories while i'm watching the show i I have a little bit more to say on that whole thing yeah that was where my thing started where like we had the revelation that okay allison used her powers and that was like the whoa what the fuck but then (laughs) the whole conflict between vanya and the rest of her family that that I could see. That was uh-huh. paced really well. I could see her kind of not fitting in, being mm-hmm. separated. How this other villain is kind of using her to, you know, you, you know, work against them and stuff. And so when she slit a- a- Allison's throat, it's it's a shocking scene. But it's yeah. like it's one that I kind of yes. expected something like that to happen. And so I, it, it was this back-to-back moment of of something I didn't see coming and something I did. And then the very next episode, like 10 minutes later in, like, footage time, yeah. they're, they're like, oh, Allison is fine. She's saved. It's like, no, I – so – the the whole like you would have made me worry that she's dead if this was like a normal tv show the f- i would have had to wait a week to, yeah. to, to of thinking she is dead like th- there was no sign that like oh if we get her back in time we can save her it's like no her throat is slit she is dead mm-hmm. and then like five minutes after that they're like ah nah she- he's fine just like oh, uh, that i didn't think about no it like space that to like yeah to like deal with that so I, I, yeah that that was just the like the the 
back and forth that I'm 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 talking about. It's just like why is that? Like, what I don't know. I didn't think too hard about any of the deaths or at least seeming deaths in this show because mm-hmm. there is a character who can talk to and then seemingly manifest ghosts and time travel. Right. Like I was talking to a friend as soon as I finished the show. We were talking upset that they had killed uh, Diego's girlfriend, Detective Patch, that she didn't get to do enough before she died. She was really just there to sort of make him be vengeful and then realize vengeance was wrong. Like, why like, did well, what's his name do the thing to get her like, hey, who is the one that killed you? Oh, it was these guys? All right, cool. We'll go after them mm-hmm. now. I, I guess yeah. they kind of knew who it was, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah, but I said I don't I never really considered her dead I considered her just kind of temporarily shelved to come back in another form or just be like a really cool ghost sidekick or something like yeah (laughs) yeah death feels very impermanent in this show yeah yeah it's it's an interesting one especially with um kind of those last couple episodes there when Ben the brother of the Umbrella Academy that has died before the show started uh like he like i i guess he died when he was really really young mm-hmm. um but it, yeah he kind of manifests himself yeah. in in physical ways if that makes sense like he's able to touch mm-hmm. other pe- people and they feel it and move people and stuff like that and uh that's an inter- interesting thing that is is starting to happen that they didn't yeah. get a chance to explore so i'm interested to see what mm-hmm. that means for season two mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. yeah it is it, it, it is one of the, i mean it's it's also based off a comic book we all know yes. comic books have that like revolving yep. door of the death and stuff like that it's like are they dead and well they were but then they came back and now mm-hmm. they are again and yeah they are alive again <laughs> You know, um, so yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned the the you, you didn't feel like the c- 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 cop was exactly dead. Were you expecting her to come back in a uh, specific way to to help them or do something? N- not really, because again, it was that was like I expected her to come back, but at the end of the season, I real I wasn't like, oh, I thought she was going to come back. I'm like, oh yeah, huh. I guess they're not. Like I couldn't tell. I did not know this going in, if this was the entire series or if this was a season one. Gotcha. Yeah, I I was not sure about that myself because I, I kind of remembered the comics being short. But I, I, I don't know exactly how how short they were or st- stuff like that or, you know, so I, it was just like, uh, we'll see how long this goes. Because yeah, now knowing that there's only like 12 issues to the main story in this thing, like I, I am actually wondering how much of this was actually in the comics and I think they, what they've expanded on. And are they going to make up new stories in season two? Is 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 there going to be a season three? How long can they make this show go? Because I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people like really talking about this show being like this is fantastic you know like it, mm-hmm. it seems like netflix has another hit on there yeah and so i'm expecting there to be multiple seasons so i'm wondering if they're being like hey gerard did you have any other ideas mm-hmm. ruminating in your head i've said ruminating three times now 
on this show. I, I don't know why I'm using that word specifically. Boy. Yeah. They are ruminating. I am um, Reginald Hargraves. Eccentric billionaire. I did watch a comparison video on like things the show changed from the comics. Okay. And they did change a lot and it seems like they improved a lot. Interesting. Like uh Leonard. Leonard was completely created for the show. He wasn't in the comic books. I think Leonard it goes... is the boyfriend? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Leonard slash Harold, but I, I, I always call anybody but the ori- by the original name they show up with. <laughs> so in the comics, I think it goes that Vanya is trying to get into this orchestra, uh-huh. and then it's the conductor of the orchestra that is like a supervillain and who realizes what she can uh, do. That would make sense. And like her in violin woman like he makes her into that and that's how she unleashes her powers in the comics and gotcha. i did i think i was like halfway through episode three and i texted my brother who i knew had already watched all of these episodes and i'm like hey just so that i'm not spending the rest of the show waiting for something weird to happen and it's not going to happen is ellen page going to take her shirt off and her body is a violin because she was wearing like so much coverage, like a very noticeable amount of like shirts buttoned all the way up to her neck. Yeah. Like there's is is there a violin that's, under there? I I feel like that's just kind of her style in real yeah. life. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I, I don't know. But like when I think of Ellen Page, like I, 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 I see her kind of like that anyways. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. It's an interesting. I. I understood the costuming as it relates to the character. Yeah. But I was also wondering, like, oh, is this, like, a plot thing, too, that she's always so covered up? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... That, that'd that be an in- interesting thing, because we, we only see the, like, director, like, like a couple times. There's when she's doing her audition. I mean, well, I, I guess there's the when she shows up yeah. late. Uh, then there's the audition for first chair in which he is affected by her powers, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows that he's being affected. Yeah. And then there's the end when the apocalypse is happening <laughs> and he, he just like runs off stage. is like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That guy could also be a supervillain in his spare time. We don't know. That's an in- inter- <laughs> interesting thing. So let's t- talk about, uh, you said his name was Harold, right? Whatever the uh, it was Leonard, and then ultimately revealed to be Harold. I think, yeah, Leonard Harold. Let's talk <laughs> about him. Um, yes. So, h- how did you feel about him as a character, as a villain? Did you like him? Did you not like him? What was going on there? Uh, I knew from the second he showed up, he had to be the villain or a major red herring for the villain. I'm like, this guy's either completely criminal or completely innocent like he's not gonna be in between and they let you know pretty quickly like no no he's not a red herring he is the villain so at least they didn't spend too much time playing around with that yeah yeah it it was one of those things that like does he does he show up in the first episode or the second uh i don't remember but it is early it's pretty early on but it's it's not so early that uh like it's like because my my thing was when he showed up after that scene 
and like after he left that one scene i was left just being like huh that was a strange scene like why would they <laughs> add that in there and then it, like 10 minutes i was like oh wait i bet you there's something more with him i bet you he's a bad guy or something and yeah he turned out to be the the bad guy for most of the show um but yeah, like it, it, it was one of those things that the the show kept like it giving me certain things or certain themes that like, hey, mm-hmm. this is kind of what the show is going to be about. Here's a eccentric billionaire. Here's a talking yeah. monkey. Here's a <laughs> guy who has like half gorilla DNA yeah. now, uh, which they didn't like mention exactly. That's what I, happened. I w- but I they, they, they kind of did. Yeah. Sure. Um, and yeah, like here's these kids with superpowers like all this stuff and now it's gonna be a murder mystery who murdered their dad and oh wait their mom's a robot and like mm-hmm. all of that stuff and then it was like hey wait here's this really nice guy <laughs> and i was just like one of these things is not like the other yeah. <laughs> i'm like i knew like he's either gonna be a villain or he's gonna be another wedge that drives vanya away from her family where they are suspicious of him and then in the end maybe they are wrong to be, to be suspicious nice of him guy. yeah yeah, yeah. But again, they let you know very quickly, no, no, he's a weirdo. And what I was, my theory for what his origin story was going to be was maybe Reginald Hargreaves had actual blood children before Uh. all of these miracle children are born. And then he's like, this is the rest of my life now. Goodbye, other family. And just like pays them off and shoves them away somewhere and you can see him kind of doing that yeah i'm like is that why this guy is so fascinated by these kids and especially like the most left behind of these kids and like the fascination with the dad and he takes the action figure like what if he's like a birth child that was just you know sent away to boarding school forever yeah yeah so something like that could have happened as as well it, it, it that was one of the only things I, I feel like only things that i was mm-hmm. like i knew pretty much right away it's like okay he's gonna be the bad guy he's gonna be the main like driving horse and then when they finally introduced like this idea of hey there's an apocalypse coming in like yeah. a week then i was like huh okay if that guy's the bad guy Vanya never felt like she was p- part of the family. Yeah. Maybe he's t- trying to divide and conquer. I was like, so maybe the apocalypse is because of Vanya and like misunderstanding something or somehow he's using her against the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And that, it's that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Um and I, I it it ended up being something that like I I kind of knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know exactly how, especially with all the time travel stuff. Yeah, and, and like, what if this was one of those cases where he, this was his assignment and then he actually did fall in love and he's, you know, like all of his feelings that seem sweet are genuinely sweet, but also, yes, he is a criminal and this is his <laughs> plan. Yeah. Um. So you, you wanted to go back to Luther. Gorilla muscles, yes. Gorilla man. And I wanted to go back to this because I like that the show gives you a bunch of dots and lets you connect them yourself. Like, or just presu- doesn't explain them. I, I, sometimes <laughs> certain I don't, ones 
they do like yeah like they they didn't initially say that like oh we injected you with gorilla dna to save you and stuff like yeah. that but you can put the pieces yeah. together that yeah. that's like what the, happened if they don't over explain what they don't need to like they trust that you've gotten it which i appreciated there's I had more examples of when they just give you a couple of dots and it's like, no, you figure it out yourself. Like, oh, um, we can, they mentioned that mom named all the kids. So we can presume that she names four of them, glitches out, doesn't come out, doesn't come up with a name and then names the next two. And that's why number five is still just number five and he doesn't have a real boy name. <laughs> you can presume that's what happened. Because why else would he not have a name that nobody calls him? But they don't really tell you. And ultimately, you don't need to be told. Mm -mm. The only thing that I really wanted to know about that I didn't get any information about was how Ben died. Yeah. But since he's becoming a bigger character, I understand that that's a thing saved for season two. Potentially, yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I, I, I like stuff like that. I liked that. Yeah, they just there's a talking monkey in the yeah, show and they yeah. just don't mention it they don't explain it there's mm -hmm. I, I don't want them to no. like, I, I don't want them to be like and here is how we created polo the talking oh, monkey Pogo. Or P P not Pogo. like the cologne um but yeah like the, the like you, you don't have to over explain everything yeah. I, I i think that's one thing this show does really well is mm -hmm. is it it it's like hey people out there are smart they don't necessarily need to have every little detail yeah. explained to them. Like we can figure it out or we'll just suspend our disbelief. And like, yeah, this is a story with a talking robot and a, uh, a, a, a I mean, a robot mom and a t t talking monkey and an mm -hmm. eccentric billionaire and super heroes and time travel. Yeah. And I just, yeah, at, at some point you just have to be like, all right, whatever i'm down mm -hmm. <laughs> the only uh like i said i wanted to know specifically how ben died and also i thought that mom had been there since the beginning and then later it seems like not. she isn't brought on until the, the kids are like four yeah start so i don't her mom so i don't know if there was some like continuity thing that i missed i don't I, like i couldn't tell how long mom had been there or if maybe these kids didn't get real names until they were four years old and she went from being the robot nanny to being mom. I don't know. I'm a little yeah. fuzzy on that. It's, it seems like she was hired as a nanny because Vanya hired. didn't like... Built. Did I say hired? <laughs> she was built. She, he didn't go out and find this well, robot you know what? elsewhere <laughs> and give her a job. I was like, did I say fired as a no, nanny? She... What did I do wrong? And you're like, built. She was built, Kyle. <laughs> She's a robot. Manufactured. <laughs> um, yeah, she was built uh, because Vanya didn't like oatmeal and wouldn't eat her oatmeal <laughs> and would like kill all of the other nannies or like hurt them bad enough that they wouldn't come back. Um, and then... Yeah, like she she hurt this one and it got right back up and was like, okay, round two. And she's like, <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> I liked mom. I liked mom and all the kids. I like that there was this one really sweet, wholesome thing to hold on to 
in the middle of all this because there's it, a lot of it might be the, the thing that she basically just is still the nanny and they just call her mom because that's the one that actually raised them like the dad didn't do much like he or he didn't do <laughs> anything oh. it seems like but uh yeah it's, it's like I, I i i like that they just don't explain things fully and just mm -hmm. leave bits and pieces of you to kind of fill in yourself yeah yeah and like as i was just saying about the little i this is a show full of very dark upsetting things and like bad broken relationships and people that are estranged from each other and i like that you've got the kids and mom and I like that you have Hazel and Agnes. Like, you've got a couple, like, bright, shining anchor points amid all of Wasn't this. Wasn't her nickname Cha-Cha? No, Cha-Cha's they... his partner. Agnes is the donut woman oh, that he runs away with. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was I like, loved... her name wasn't Agnes. No, no, I loved that whole storyline. And I love that they are just employees. They're not on a vengeance mission. Like, they're not... Their goal is not to create the apocalypse. Their goal is just to get the assignment done. And the assignment yeah. happens to be creating the apocalypse. And, like, there's all that arguing about, like, why don't we get better perks? Why don't we have more benefits? Like, I have to carry this briefcase around and it like bothers my wrist. Workers. And I have, like, physical therapy insurance. I love that part of it. I love that they were just, like, blue-collar they're, they're 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 skimping out on the hotel rooms. We only get yeah. one room now. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really honey. I I didn't know that Cha Cha was married. J J J J Babbage. I I I didn't pay attention. Until, I, 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 I was like episode seven or eight until I finally saw her name. I was like Mary J Blige. Who does Mary J Blige? play in this is it like a guest role in this episode and i looked it up i was like oh she's oh she's cha-cha <laughs> she, she's been in it the whole time <laughs> she's out there fighting yeah Fantastic. oh i want to talk about the fight scenes because yes. this is maybe the thing that kind of bugged me the most i was wondering if this was going to be like your big problem you announced earlier in the show go for it there's too many needle drops in this show and there's a lot of music montages and music fight scenes for the sake of them and they're not some of them are really impressive like i like the one in like the last episode or the second to last episode where they're playing that saturday night song while they're fighting in the bowling alley mm -hmm. some of these that are great fun. and other times it's like there's just a fight scene and we played a pop song over it i yeah i i i, I feel like that's gotten to be a thing in like film and t t TV more recently, um, I mean, you and I just went to go see Captain Marvel not too long ago, and they do a very similar thing where it's like, here's a fight scene with a pop, 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 pop song on t on top of it, and it's a little bit on the nose, but okay, it's still fun. But it, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's they just like eh. always fun. I think the show, okay. If I did not know that this show was based on something created by a literal rock star, yeah. I think I would be more bugged by it. Cause, because he I didn't know do the music for this, though. He, like, he wasn't he, in charge of picking it. No, I, I understand that he wasn't, but I get where that musical theme that kind of runs through the show might have come from. Where, like, 
oh, the big songs and the spectacle, the whole thing, and just the flashiness of we're playing this uh <laughs> this inappropriate old pop song, like the super cheerful pop song against yeah. like a a fight scene. Like if I didn't know it had that like rock star pedigree behind it, I would have been like, why? Why do you guys keep doing this? Like do like <laughs> one per episode, please. Yeah. I um, we were talking recently on an episode of the Captain's Log that I mm-hmm. really love the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And like those soundtracks are really well chosen. There's scenes that are so perfectly orchestrated in time to those songs. And you listen to the soundtrack again and like you remember, oh, yeah. And then this shot looks like this. And then this character does this. Yeah. And the show, like, it's just like, here's a scene and here's also a song. <laughs> like, I would have liked to see fewer of them that were a little tighter connected, I think. Okay connected just um it, it more in like how the 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 scene and the song connects or did, yeah. did you feel like the the scenes were fine just maybe different song no no i um something it's like not that, like every song, song it's not like every song has to be like diegetic it's not like somebody turns on their car stereo and that's what's playing when they fight i yeah just a little t- uh tighter choreographed and shot to where okay it's really this song that has to be playing while these while this fight choreography is going on if you put in a different song with a different beat a different rhythm a different tempo then it doesn't work gotcha that makes sense yeah i i, I think that bowling alley scene was one of the best ones i love and i love when that woman comes up to them and she thinks diego and klaus are fives two dads yeah if that's okay with your two dads let's talk about the kids what a cast of kids do we have did you did you have a favorite one um are, are you are you specifically asking about when the Umbrella Academy are kids? Oh, not and, kids, and, and kids. Just like I mean, just like favorite Reginald in, kids. They are the same general. age as us. They are I, they are not kids. I mean, I'm 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 like a fucking thirteen year old <laughs> at heart. I play video games. I read comics. I watch TV. My cups are all like Avengers and <laughs> stuff like that. So. <laughs> I still have my Street Sharks action figures, which I guess yeah. makes me a lot older than 13, but still. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I kind of liked Klaus. Klaus is fun. I, I thought he was really funny. Have you ever seen the show? And I'm blank. It's Misfits. I have not seen Misfits. Fucking great show until like middle of season two. And then it it just it goes way downhill after that. Uh, but that is that first season of Misfits, especially fucking phenomenal. And it's just yeah. this really like indie TV show about these kids that end up having superpowers mm-hmm. and 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 there's time travel and stuff like that. It's it's a little similar in certain things, but everything just keeps going wrong for them. And uh, there's a character in the hair who Klaus really reminded me of. I think I might know who you're talking about. You've like I've never probably seen. I've never seen the show, but like gifts. I've seen gift sets of it yeah. on Tumblr. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the guy from the Misfits is a lot more vulgar than than 
Klaus is, but it's it's still like I there's there's something just about the way he acts, his sense of humor, mm-hmm. and the way that like no one t- takes him seriously is it it just it ends up for both really great like situational comedy mm-hmm. as well as like this is actually kind of a sad story yeah like what happened and like i'm really invested in him and like wanting to see him uh like overcome and like 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 that that moment again in the bowling alley where he reveals it wasn't me who saved diego it was actually ben yeah. and they're all just like <laughs> you're high again oh. and he's like no i i'm i'm actually not you know <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, all right, oh, catch. <laughs> I want a second. To, I just want one second to talk about this joke. This is a, a pretty funny show. And I think my favorite joke by far that I just want to take two seconds to shout out is in the first episode where the temporal rift opens up in the sky and Klaus comes out with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Like, I'm not a joke <laughs> oh what was that gonna do i don't know do you have any better ideas <laughs> he, and he can't get it to spray right so he throws the fire extinguisher at the temporal rift it, i mean knowing how old that that mansion is i don't know if they've oh, ever yeah. updated it so it's like an old ex- expired fire it's extinguisher cobwebs and dust. <laughs> yeah <laughs> fantastic um yeah, like like it it his character was really interesting because he is just he's so out there compared to the rest of his yeah. his family and you 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 I I think at the start you do start to kind of not take him seriously as well and then there's the whole thing where he time jumps. Yeah. And again, it's it's a thing that it's one of those things where they don't really explain what happened to him. They they, they don't connect all of the dots. Hmm. But he c- c- comes back and yeah, he has dog tags. He has all of this stuff and he's it's just like what he's like I Turns out he fought in the Vietnam War. <laughs> I lo- I liked like, that twist. It's so big and bold and weird, but I felt like it worked. Like, this is a show that takes big, weird turns. Like, are we yeah. going to have a guy with giant cartoon muscles walking around while everyone else looks normal? Yes. Are we going to have the talking monkey? Yes. Like, yeah. everything is thrown in there, and it's... Because it's also like normal things stick out to me. Inst- like it's all so weird. Instead, I'm like, Diego's not quirky enough. I don't know about him. <laughs> Too normal. Yeah. What's he doing here? Yeah, because we, we we find out all of the, the, that stuff. He goes to Vietnam. He fights in the war. He falls in love with this guy named Dave. I believe is mm-hmm. his name. Um, and they they have a really in- intense relationship. Dave dies in the war uh and he eventually makes it back to 2018 or whenever this takes place oh it's this year is it 2019 is when it yeah i think it takes place um a little bit later this year like uh because the kids are born in 89 and they're like going to turn 30 okay they don't mention this but i just worked out that's what the map was near near future yeah um so yeah like it's it's like that that all happens to 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 him but they don't really 
say it or they they Mm -hmm. don't really explain it and all that stuff and then we get the 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 wacky scene where uh luther goes to the rave and you know he's there with his shirt off just like (laughs) yeah bro (laughs) Um, and it's 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 a hilarious scene but it's then it's then uh klaus being the one to try and save him and like stop him from doing all the drugs which is usually klaus's thing like he's the one who's high all the time Mm -hmm. um and i i guess oddly enough that kind of fits in with vietnam and all of that you know yeah uh there's this idea of just like these loud noises and lights and all of that stuff. And there's a moment where Klaus kind of j- just gets overwhelmed by it all. And I wouldn't have thought much of that, but now having known that he fought yeah. in Vietnam, it's like, Oh shit. Is he having a PTSD yeah. moment? And that's kind of it. And then he sees the, like the one pill that he tossed. He's mm. like, that's my only out, you know, and you <laughs> see him like, army crawling yeah. through all of this stuff and it, it's it's a really interesting scene um because they it doesn't necessarily it's, it's it, like it starts to actually then fade into him in the war mm-hmm. and that that's c- kind of when they explain more of it of like okay here you know here's him in in the war going up to dave's body as he you know just got hit with something um and that was the the most that we saw you know um but yeah like it's this it's this weird contrast of what's actually happening versus what's happening in his mind and what had happened to him mm-hmm. in the past and just these weird things where like luther is wanting to go wild cuz life is meaningless and you know all of that stuff and klaus who uh who you know has kind of lived by the whole thing of just life is meaningless do whatever yeah. the fuck you want is now like he he's given more of a sense of purpose you know and he's the one trying to hold everyone together uh so it's this like reversal of of stuff it's mm-hmm. a fant- fantastic scene so i liked it a lot yeah who was your favorite ah uh, i think mine was 5 He's so compelling. He's so believable. His relationship with Dolores is one of my favorite things <laughs> in the entire season. And that's another one of those big, weird turns. He said that's he's all- in love with a mannequin? Yes, I, I love it because it's so sincere and he sells it absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he was really fun to watch. I wanted to ask you, how did you... What did you think about all these sibling relationships being an only child? Because I realized we would both be coming at this very sibling-based show from completely different perspectives. I mean, it's what yeah. I see in movies. <laughs> like I, they fight. They, you know, all of that. Like it's, it, it is a weird thing where they they do call each other family. Yeah, that, but then Luther and Allison kind of have a thing. Yeah, and so like it's one of those things. Like, are they actually adopted? Was They're... all of this legal? Really, we don't know. He got seven of them. He's a billionaire. Maybe he just paid them off. Yeah. Like they're they're not blood relatives, but no. legally, may, they eh. might be. We don't know exactly. <laughs> so that's a weird thing where like maybe a little incest incestuous hmm. there or legally incestuous legally that's a thing i don't know 
<laughs> I don't know anything about incest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, I it, it's like it's one of those things where I I I see them all wanting to be their own person, but mm-hmm. wanting to you know support one another not necessarily yeah. understanding every little thing especially that they've gone their separate ways um yeah i mean i i, uh, I don't know like to me it's just a, a, a story in their, in their characters it. yeah no it's <laughs> okay the this is something the show spells out like from the first 10 minutes all of these kids are the exact same age. Yeah. And that was the, that was, I had to keep reminding myself that because I'm the middle of three siblings. And I feel like we very definitely are the big one, the middle one, the little one. Like, if you met my older brother just completely separate of any of the rest of our family, you know if he had siblings or not he would still feel like a big brother to you. That's just part of him now. And I'm watching it like, no, Luther is not the big brother. They're all the same age. There is no big or little. They're all one level. Yeah. So I had to take birth order out of it completely. Like they're, those roles are on. It's, processing order. I I don't know. Acquirement order. (laughs) Like, the fact that Vanya's number seven doesn't make her feel like she's the youngest. Like, if you just, uh, like, if it was not part of the story that these kids were all the same age, I'm going to keep calling these people our age or slightly older kids. (laughs) Yeah. If it was not part of the story that they are all the same age and they showed them to you and, like, they explained uh, the don't worry about five, that's a time travel thing. Which is the big sibling and which is the little sibling? I guess Luther would be the big one. And I don't know, Klaus feels like the little one. But I, again, I had to take all of that out. It doesn't matter. It's not yeah. real. So the way I think about sibling relationships is gone, which was a weird thing for me. I don't know if anybody else watching this felt like that. Which is maybe why they did the whole legal incest thing. Because <laughs> like, hey, we're like, it's one of those weird. Th- yeah, like we're not actually all related. This yeah. guy isn't really actually our father because he's yeah. not raising. Like, he's training us. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's they do a really good job of making them all feel like siblings while also making you perfectly aware. Like, no, not really. Like they are also like they're sometimes they're they really feel like a family. And other times it's like, well, we're just all people that grew up in the same house together. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Where do you think the show is going to go in season two? Because end of the show, the they they think they stopped the apocalypse, only mm-hmm. to realize, surprise, they destroyed the moon, and mm-hmm. uh, it's crashing down to Earth now, and that is in fact the apocalypse, um, or I, I, I guess maybe a different apocalypse. They saved one and then ca- ca- caused another. Who knows? Um, and then number five is like, wait, I think I have a loophole. We can fix this. Remember, yeah. I can time travel. Mm-hmm. And then poof, they're gone right as the building they're they're in disappears. That that's a cliffhanger. That's how you yeah. do a cliffhanger. It was good. Yeah. Uh. So where do you think this is gonna go in season 
to if you have theories i what think are your thoughts i think we're gonna learn a lot more about um the time travel commission not necessarily like the physics of how they time travel but just they're founding as a company. We're not going to learn the sci-fi parts of it. We're going to learn like the bureaucratic Which, parts of it. Side note: I'm really glad that they didn't get into the sci-fi stuff. About yeah, who time needs to know travel? Because yeah, <laughs> once you start defining that stuff or explaining, okay, this is how it works. We can't meet our double, like all you know. Then it 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 it, it, it just gets yeah. I you know, that's something any story could do. The way that place works as a company where people are hired and fired and get paid no benefits yeah i like it way more and i also think we're gonna get to learn more about uh dad's past like we get a little sliver of it and there's oh there's a lot of little hints dropped there we do learn that he was immortal until he killed himself (laughs) There's also the big question of how did he know he had to bring all of his kids together for something? Like, there's still he has more knowledge than we think, and we don't so know exactly I'm, what he knows or how he learned it. I, th- I think the one show, the, not the one show, the one scene that has mm-hmm. completely baffled me is that scene where I think he's with the wife and he's yeah. looking out the window, and there's I, I guess all these rockets, like yeah, flying. like I, I don't know what's what's happening there. No, and that scene is, is me just either. Like, Okay. I don't. I don't understand. And he's it got made this, me like, think. Go ahead. No, he's got this like jar of fireflies that he lets loose into the air. You know, they're not probably not really fireflies, but that's what they look sure. like. And then there's, yeah, there's some sort of rockets or some sort of firestorm going on outside. It made it's, me wonder if he is from another dimension. He very easily could be, or if like he was from space, and that's why he's like, "Hey, Luther, go to the moon." <laughs> maybe something but then the next scene just makes it seem like he's just um a newcomer to america from uh, ireland or someplace like he's just a normal immigrant of the past i shall buy this building Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i i'm interested to learn more about his role in all of this because there's also the hint that he knew that the apocalypse was coming and maybe he started to put all of this stuff in place um maybe the i mean maybe he's a time traveler himself and Mm -hmm. he exists somewhere else in that world uh with his wife and that was the original apocalypse all of those rockets going off and stuff like that and so that's when he travels back in time to start setting things into motion to stop all all of that who knows Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I want to learn more about him. Uh, I want... I, I don't know. Like, I, I... It's... This is easily a show that I feel like could have been, like, double the amount of episodes. And I feel yeah. like it still would have had enough ma- material to... Oh, yeah. You, you know? Like, all of the characters are inter- inter- interesting and have their own... Story. We have the actual like vigilante that you you know you know mm-hmm. the like daredevil Batman yeah. kind of guy in Diego. Mm-hmm. We have the like cynical time traveler in Number Five. Yes, all the classic the, the, character the archetypes. Pessimistic. Yeah, we have the like <laughs> team leader who yeah. is like super sheltered and wants mm-hmm. to like experience 
the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I mean, like like all of these characters and their problems or issues are are inter- interesting. They've made good stories. And there's great side characters too. If we spent an entire episode with only Hazel and Cha Cha, I would love it. Yeah, yeah. So I, as of last night, as of recording this, um, uh-huh. I finished up season, I believe, three of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've seen that show. No, it's I don't know anything about basically it. Basically, they're, they're Doctor Who meets Guardians of the Galaxy is okay. what that show is. Um, but yeah, they, they do the thing where they tr- travel in time and they meet different historical figures. They save Obama. They save George Lucas. They meet Harrison <laughs> Ford, you know, like... Yeah. Those are so much more recent historic. I was expecting you to oh, say, they, you know, Ben Franklin. They do stuff like that. They meet Napoleon. They go, they meet Vikings. They meet Caesar. They, you, you, you know, they, they do all of the hot stuff. Um, but, like, I, I, I feel like this show has the potential to do something similar. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want them to do a whole bunch of time yeah, travel episodes where yeah, I don't want that. But each of the like you, we could have had an episode for each character and have it have been yes! its own. Oh, more like, like Lost movie homage. Yeah, more like Lost, where an episode focuses on on a certain character, but each episode is an homage to some other kind of famous like movie or a uh, song or something like that. Because yeah. yeah. Hazel and Cha-Cha kind of have the Coen Brothers slash Pulp yeah. Fiction thing yeah. going on there. Like, that, that would be fascinating to see. Can they do a mashup of those two in that style, you know? Um, would c- c- Can we do, like, a murder, like a, like a Batman Daredevil murder mystery type of thing with Diego? That would be fantastic, yeah. you know? Um just stuff like that like i feel like they could put more of that in there and i'd be totally fine with it i don't think we necessarily need that because like you said i don't think they spent too much time with any one character like it felt fine the Mm -hmm. way they did things and if it's not broke don't fix it you know but yeah who knows Mm -hmm. who knows what do you think they're gonna do are 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 they gonna go defeat their old selves <laughs> we challenge you to blah, 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 blah. i don't is, know uh, this is I'm such a bold show they could go fight their stuff. past selves i i'd accept anything from this show i i i wonder if they're somehow involved in the creation of the time bureau huh because they they mentioned there's a higher up there's a leader that we don't know about maybe it's their father the, oh there's maybe somebody it, above the handler yeah um are there multiple handlers is she a robot because she kind of seems like one at times i don't Uh, know i don't think robots pee now that's but was she really (laughs) peeing there (laughs) um yeah because this show can go all sorts of like it's yeah i have no idea what to expect no it's exciting. I, Talking monkeys, I like blowing up I, the moon, time travel, drugs, Vietnam. Yeah, bowling. I like that. 
I had I had no concept of how the show was going to how the season was going to wrap up, except for there will be something apocalyptic. Like outside of that, I had no idea. I had all these little theories that were proven wrong. Oh, another theory I had. Allison Ooh. spends so much time talking about her daughter before we even see her. I was she like, what if powers? the what if no, I was wondering what if that daughter is a rumor? Like what if she that's everyone just believes she has a daughter and she doesn't as like really. a cover story? I don't know. It was. I just thought it was weird that she was talked about so much before there was any visual evidence of her. Yeah. Like we get one little flashback scene with her, but like we don't get like a little picture or anything like that. I that might have just been like, oh, we didn't find a way to fit in, or oh, we didn't have a prop photo ready, or something like not, that. Not as it important. Like they're getting out of her life anyways. She needs mm-hmm. to come back to her family. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. Last thing I will say about yeah. this show, I also really liked again with I'm I'm a big fan of time travel shows yeah. even though I know earlier I said, you know, once you start defining the rules they can get kind of and they don't yeah. work. Um but I really love time tra- travel stuff. So I really liked the episode where we saw things play out a certain way and certain characters bond and grow a certain way you know and do certain things and then that's all kind of taken back and then you see the actions after that and it's like hey here's what you could have had and then boom it's not there anymore but it's not like a whole this is what we did the entire season and now we're going back to change it even though that is kind of what they're doing at the end but we don't know exactly how yet Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like that. It's, it's one of those things because that's the thing with time tr- tr- travel is it kind of it almost negates anything that comes before it, and it's like, oh well, none of this matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they can stay away from having. Hopefully, yeah. all the stuff that they've done so far still matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the the information that they know or something like that it it seems like they will from the time travel they've shown us but there was that one yeah where things happened and luther and allison (laughs) kind of realized they're both in love with each other uh, other and are about to escape and then not happening i i know we're trying to wrap this up but i want to say that one of the most emotional scenes in the entire season is that bit in like the last episode where it's Luther and Allison in the phone booth? And because her vocal cords were damaged, Great when Vanya scene. tried to slit her throat, she can't talk to her daughter. So Luther's talking for her. Everything mm-hmm. that is absolutely true from Allison to her daughter, and everything that is absolutely true from him to her. And she's trying to write things down in this notepad to tell him, and she drops it, and they're just both crammed into this phone booth, and yeah, she, she just can't, can't pick it up. Yeah. She just physically like can't get down there to pick it up, and there's a shot of both of their bowling shoes stepping on this like yellow legal pad, yeah. and it is the saddest image in the entire show. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. I I I feel like that scene could have gone in two directions because yeah. I I at, like. It's it is a very emotional yeah. scene. I, I I think that was one of, if not the most yeah. emotional scene in that entire show. But there's also a lot of comedy sh- kind of strung yes. through the show here and there. And so I was wondering if there was going to be like 
a scene of the phone booth from far away <laughs> and it shows both of them in there and people are like walking by on the street and stuff and she goes down to pick it up and it looks like they're <laughs> doing something else you know and like that that would have been like a completely different direction yeah but it, like right. it, it's just it, it it it's like that could have easily gone that way it'd be weird but i wouldn't put it past the show to do You're something right. like yeah. that yeah you know <laughs> And so yeah, I'm I'm thankful they did not. But mm -hmm. it it's yeah, it was just the, when it first did that scene, I was like, uh oh, something like that gonna happen and just completely ruin the moment. <laughs> and it's like, no, okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there yep. you go. Any other final thoughts? No, it's fun. I really, yeah. I thought it looked like fun, and I ended up enjoying myself more than I even thought I would. It's a dense ten-hour show. Because it's, you know, like I said, it's practically an hour. It's not like a little 45 minutes or anything. So it's it's a decent chunk of time, but it does not feel long. It feels like it's almost too short because you enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, What do you think people would like if they oh. like this show? What, what else might you recommend to them? I feel like I've already mentioned this, like, in the last handful of months, but I... It's something I always want to recommend, and that's the Venture Brothers. The, the Adult Swim cartoon, it started out as like a takeoff on Johnny Quest, where yeah. there's like this scientist father and like his two kids, and they have like this big burly bodyguard, and they yep. go off on like globe-trotting exotic adventures. It started out like that, and it's become this big interconnected web of all these heroes and villains all running around in the same space together and there's like dark family secrets and there's really preposterous things that happen and there's also really emotional things that happen and you're like why why do i care so much about this like this is ridiculous why does my heart hurt yeah so it it has a similar kind of uh estranged broken family vibe and crazy cartoon antics combined with genuine emotion. Yeah. This is a tough one to me to recommend stuff to because it, it's such an eclectic mix. Yeah, you go with anything. That you, you, I, I, I can't really pinpoint one thing. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's like influenced by music and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But then it's also like a superhero show. And I don't know. Um goodness i let's see i would say what's a good what's a good oddball family show uh, arrested development um they're uh let's see Tr trying to think of that there's something like on in on the mm. like on my mind i i don't know what it is i don't know i you would can yell say it out later who knows um i would say go check out things like i mean everything from like daredevil and jessica jones yeah. to um to, to stuff like tropic thunder <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, wrong. like, 
like I, I don't know this actually is a tough one to go recommend things to i will say this here's here's one if if you liked this go check out the comics obviously um maybe you've already read the comics uh, but the comics are available right now on Comixology Unlimited. You can go check them out there. Gerard Way also writes other comics. Um, he recently did a run on Doom Patrol for oh. DC. Uh, so that one, that one, I say, would fit in like the weirdness. Doom Patro- Patrol is a lot more weird, though. Like a lot more. Weird, especially if you've read the Grant Morrison run. I actually haven't read Gerard Way's Doom Patrol, but I heard a lot of good things. Hmm. Um, but Doom Patrol is also in the middle of their first season over on DC Universe, DC's streaming platform. There, they're doing original shows, uh, and one of the characters in there is played by Brandon F- F- Frazier hmm. from The Mummy. So. <laughs> fantastic stuff um i'm glad to see him acting again that's fantastic so i i would say go check out some doom patrol stuff that could be interesting or or x-men stuff who knows i don't know anyways uh that that i I think is all we have to say on whatchamacallit on umbrella academy (laughs) That thing, Look, yes. On the on the thing, we are done with the thing. Uh, it is time to move on to the other thing. <laughs> it is time to move on to pitches. Yes. Pitches. So I looked back on our topics over the last couple weeks. We did this. We did Green Lantern, the animated series. We read some <laughs> Captain Marvel. We watched Mob Psycho 100. We've been on a spree of a lot of superheroes and supernatural stuff. So I decided to take a break and find more down-to-earth, everyday people stories where nothing weird happens. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Pitch number one is a movie that actually the, the Umbrella Academy kept reminding me of. The Umbrella Academy, if you needed a logline of it to pitch to a friend, I'd describe it as the Royal Tenenbaums, but they're all X-Men. Okay. So pitch number one is The Royal Tenenbaums. This is a 2001 film directed by Wes Anderson. The plot for this is that a man named Royal... Yep, a man named Royal Tenenbaum and his wife, Ethelene, had three children and then they separated. All three children were extraordinary, all geniuses. Virtually all memory of the brilliance of the young Tenenbaums was subsequently erased by two decades of betrayal, failure, and disaster. Most of this was generally considered to be their father's fault. The Royal Tenenbaums is the story of the family's sudden, unexpected reunion one recent winter. So it's also the same extraordinary family, very estranged. There's a family drama that brings all of them back together again, along with various friends and other family members and the world that orbits around them. It's a Wes Anderson film. That might be a good recommendation thing if you liked this show, too. Yeah, yeah. Umbrella Academy uh, also reminded me a lot of Rushmore. (laughs) It's Rushmore, but if the kid in Rushmore could time travel, that's kind of what it is. 
But yeah, this I haven't seen either of these, so I have no frame of you reference. Get on them. Are you, are you familiar with Wes Anderson to begin with? Yes. Okay, so it's his classic. I I, I know his like visual style, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not like oh yes, I have seen all of the <laughs> Wes Anderson films, and I have his I've... art book on my coffee table right now. <laughs> I've seen them. I enjoy his <laughs> style. I think the Royal Tenenbaums is maybe his best regarded film. I've only seen it once. Okay. And I remembered the very basic premise of it. And I'm like, I want to revisit that one. And that sounds like a really interesting follow-up to the Umbrella Academy. Because it almost cool. seems like the sci-fi version and the regular slice-of-life version of basically the same premise. Interesting. <laughs> so I thought that would be an interesting back-to-back. Okay, sounds good to me. And What's pitch, pitch number two? Pitch number two is a new-ish, like within the last couple of weeks or months, uh, a new show on Hulu called Pin 15. Ah, I've <laughs> heard of this. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and this keeps coming up as something people are really enjoying. This is a 10-episode comedy show. And the pitch for this that I found on Wikipedia or Hulu.com or somewhere on the internet. Because I don't know very much about this. I can't describe it myself. The internet has to do it for me. It says, this comedy series depicts middle school as it really happened. Comics Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle play versions of themselves as teenage outcasts in the year 2000, during a time when the best day of your life can turn into the worst with the stroke of a gel pen. Adult Maya and Anna, as their younger selves, are surrounded by actual teenagers as they re-experience some of the ups and downs of middle school life. They get a lot of unexpected attention on the first day of school and later face the temptation to do drugs. So this seems kind of in the vein of a wet, hot American summer where it is adult comics playing teenagers. Have have you seen uh, the Netflix show Big Mouth? I have not seen it, but I know a lot of comedy people who work on it, so I hear about it a lot on the podcast I listen to. From what I hear, it's a lot like Big Mouth, where it's like this comedy focusing on like middle school, high school age mm-hmm. kids, all the stuff they deal with, drugs and puberty and sex and all of that stuff. And this is the live action version <laughs> of that, except... Everyone is like a middle school, high school age actor, except for the t- 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 two main ca- characters who are both like obviously their their thirty year yeah. old se- selves, yeah. but as like I'm thirteen. <laughs> yeah, and it's set in two thousand. Uh, I would have been ten years old then, so this is yeah. I'm just a couple Perfect. years shy of them, and it just seems like a neat little flashback. To yeah. go back to, you know, we just watched something with literal time travel. This is metaphorical time travel. Like, oh, just nostalgia. Just remember your youth. <laughs> so that Sounds is good. 10 episodes on Hulu. That's pitch number two. Pitch number three. This is an anime called Skullface Bookseller Honda-san. Have I, you heard of this? And their goddamn names. <laughs> I know. I know. This is about, this is a workplace comedy. This uh-huh. one, it's completely down to earth, everyday problems of just running a bookstore. The pitch I found for this uh, was that Honda-san is at war with business, with out-of-print books, and with people who love manga. 
Who knew there were so many laughs to be found at the manga counter of a bookstore? These are the day-to-day happenings that take place at a certain bookstore where the love of manga is abundant. That isn't a very good description. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like the life and times of a librarian. And it is a slice-of-life workplace comedy about just working at a really hectic bookstore. I've seen yeah. this is a 12-episode series. They're short, like, 15-minute episodes. Uh, my brother showed this to me and he's like, this feels kind of like an adult swim show, but it's this Japanese, it's a slice of life anime about a mm. bookstore. And all of the characters appear with weird heads and faces. So the main character, he's his weird. Fa- how he's a skeleton. It is not plot relevant that he is a skeleton. It's not like anybody walks up to him like, boy, it's weird that you're a skeleton. He appears, Where'd all your meat go? <laughs> he just appears as a skeleton. This is because this was based on a guy's webcomic that was directly about his days at work. So he put all okay. of his co-workers in and he disguised them. So nobody's a face. He's, he's represented as a skeleton. Somebody else has like a night helmet on or a weird mask or they're all wrapped up in mummy bandages. So everybody looks like some sort of fantasy character, oh, but they're not. It's just a visual disguise for all these real people. I watched the first couple episodes of it. It's really funny and it's really relatable. It's like one of the best captures of workplace life I've ever seen. Interesting. Yeah. So I pitched some down to earth. Like this is what it's like to be a kid and to be in school and to be a family. And this is the workplace one. And the, yeah, I mentioned okay. this. 12 uh, shorter episodes. That is on Crunchyroll. Okay. Pitch number one was the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Pitch number two was Pen15. Mm-hmm. And pitch number three was that skull fucker librarian <laughs> face. Skull face bookseller Honda-san. I don't know. What <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I, I realized I've been describing this to people as skeleton face, and I'm like, well, that's his entire face is not one whole skeleton. It's only a skull. It's not like what a human body. And then another face was a skeleton. <laughs> um, I uh, so I'm trying to decide between pitch number two and pitch number three. Mm-hmm. I think both of those sound fantastic right now. I guess it's up for what brand of weirdness you are in for this week. <sighs> if you want more down-to-earth, nostalgic American human weirdness, or if you want that otherworldly, slightly fantastical Japanese anime weirdness. I want both. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's do... Let's do Pen15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do Pen15, because I've, I've heard a lot about that yeah, I'm recently, intrigued so. by this. It's that a really like interesting a premise. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, next week, then, Pen15. How, how many episodes did you say that this was? Is, ten? Uh, this is ten episodes. I presume they are, you know, the 22 minutes in length, and that is on Hulu. Okay. Sounds good to me. 10 episodes of Pen15 Season 1. Uh, and that is what we will be discussing next week. That's going to be the last uh, episode that we live stream out to the public of this show. Just a reminder for everyone who's made it this far. Uh, after that, uh, we will go to patron-only 
live streams. Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us at uh the dollar levels where you can get those mm-hmm. live streams as well as all our episodes early. Uh you you you, you can get exclusive episodes at the three dollar level yeah we already have one up about some of the x files and we have one coming up uh at the start of april somewhere around there uh for batman beyond that one's gonna be fun um and then what else do we have the whatnots on twitter at the whatnots where you can get all the updates melissa where can they find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can come yell at me on the internet uh, whenever you'd like. That being said, this has been episode 50 of the Whatnots yes. Review Show. We will see you guys next week. And... Pretty soon here, it's also going to be Melissa's like one year anniversary. It is with the whatnots, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Be excited. Yay, Melissa! Yay. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, adios, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>